0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Giants of the Faith podcast. My name is Robert Daniels and I'm the host of this show. This is the podcast where we focus on individuals from the age of the church who've lived out their faith in a unique or interesting way. These are people who are giants in the history of Christendom, and each has earned a spot in my personal Christian Hall of Fame. With the next two episodes, we're finishing up our focus on the Reformers by looking at John Calvin. Next season, we'll get back to the broader spectrum of Christians, and I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you are too. John Calvin was born in Picardy, France, on July 10, 1509. His parents were Gerard, a notary and registrar, and Jean. His father made a good living as a notary, which was a minor position in the hierarchy of the Bishop of Noyon. Calvin had two brothers and two sisters. Gerard wanted all of his sons to enter the service of the Roman Church and become priests. To that end, they were educated as young lads, receiving private tutelage along with some of the children of the local nobility. At 14, he was sent to Paris to study at the Collège de March. Here, he would focus on the basics like mathematics, grammar, logic, and astronomy. Once he completed his general studies, he moved on to the Collège Montague, where he studied theology, Latin, and philosophy. And back at home, Calvin's father Gerard had a falling out with his bishop, and that led him to instruct Calvin to drop his theological studies and move on to study law. Calvin obeyed, and he enrolled at the University of Orleans, and then at Bourges. Calvin's father died in 1531, and Calvin temporarily gave up the law to study classical literature, but he returned to Orleans and completed his law degree in 1532. Somewhere in this time, and we don't exactly know when, but certainly by 1533 at the latest, Calvin was converted. By this time, Luther's writings were widely circulated, and Calvin had Reformation-minded friends who influenced him to read Luther himself. Whenever it happened, according to his own words, Calvin experienced a sudden conversion. One of Calvin's friends was Nicholas Cop, the rector at the University of Paris. Calvin helped him compose a speech for the opening of the 1533 winter term, and in this speech, Cop urged students toward reform and adherence to the New Testament scriptures. This got Cop, and by association Calvin, in trouble. Calvin was forced to flee Paris to avoid arrest, and eventually he'd have to flee the country. He lived under assumed names in different places around France, before he found safe haven at the home of Louis Dutillette. Dutillet was a wealthy man, and he was Reformation-minded, and he possessed an extensive library. Here, Calvin was able to read Augustine and other church fathers, as well as the Bible itself. It was in Dutillet's library that Calvin's understanding of theology really blossomed. When he finally left his home, his Reformed faith was securely established. Now he moved on to Basel in 1534. Basel had become a Reformed city, and Calvin believed that he would find the time and the space that he needed to study the scriptures and the early church fathers in even more depth. It was in Basel, at the age of only 25, that he began to work on one of the most influential and important works of the Reformation period, Calvin's Institutes of the Christian Religion. He worked on the Institutes for the next year, and the first edition of it was published in 1535 in Latin, and then in French in 1541. The first edition of the Institutes contains six chapters, and then a longer, revised edition published a few years later contains 17 chapters. After a few more revisions, the final version was published in 1559, and it contains 80 chapters. Keith Matheson at Ligonier Ministries summarizes the content of the Institutes better than I ever could, so I'm going to read to you his words. A link to Matheson's full article is in the show notes. John Calvin's Institutes is essentially the first Reformed systematic theology. Its influence on the thought of all subsequent Reformed theology is immeasurable. The work is divided into four major sections or books. Book 1 concerns the knowledge of God the Creator. In this book, Calvin discusses God, Scripture, and man's knowledge of God and of himself. Book 2 concerns God the Redeemer in Christ. Here. Calvin explains, among other things, the biblical doctrine of the Fall, the Law, the Incarnation, and the Atonement. Book 3 concerns the way in which we receive the grace of Christ. In this section, Calvin discusses faith, justification, the Christian life, and more. And finally, Book 4 concerns the external means by which God invites us into the Church. Here, Calvin covers subjects related to the Church, the sacraments, and the civil magistrate. Okay, Calvin left Basel in late 1535, and he traveled to Italy, where he briefly worked as a secretary to a princess. He gave that up, and he returned to Paris, where he met up with his brother and sister. The French king had issued an edict in July 1536 that temporarily suspended Protestant persecution, and gave Protestants six months to give up their faith and return to the Catholic Church. Calvin knew that this meant there was no future for him in France, and so he and his siblings decided to travel to Strasbourg in August. They were prevented from taking a direct route, however, because the way was blocked. France and the Holy Roman Empire were at war, and there were troops between Calvin and Strasbourg, so the party was forced to take the scenic route that would take them through Geneva before they could continue on their way. Geneva was a Reformation city, so Calvin knew that they could safely stop over there. When the group arrived, they secured rooms at an inn, and they settled in for the night. They only intended to stay for the one night before they would travel on to Strasbourg, but Calvin's institutes had brought him a measure of fame, and it would not be so easy for the party to move on. The leader of the local church, a William Farrell, learned that Calvin was in town, and he headed straight to the inn to try and recruit him to help get the church organized. Calvin refused. He told Farrell that he was a scholar and not a pastor, but Farrell didn't give up. In fact, he scared Calvin into staying, telling Calvin that God would curse all of his studies and future prospects if he did not stay. At this, and after much consideration, Calvin agreed. He later wrote, I felt as if God from heaven had laid his mighty hand upon me to stop me in my course, and I was so terror-stricken that I did not continue my journey. Calvin took up the position of lecturer and then pastor. He worked with Farrell to realign the church with the teachings of the Bible and reform doctrine, and he began to gain a practical understanding of the realities of Christian ministry. And that's where we're going to leave off this episode. We'll pick up and conclude Calvin's story next time. Thanks for listening, and God bless.